Hello and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Monday, March 1st, 2021. This is episode 60 of the Conrad Life Report. It is in the low 40s and drizzly right now here in Brooklyn and a parent dark sky says that the rain will stop in about 15 min- 50 minutes, which means I can squeeze in a run before work. Otherwise, I would have had to run later in the day, which drives me bananas because I lose the energy and the willpower to do it. I can only exercise first thing most days and just get it out of the way. But um, looks like I'll be able to do it. So anyway, um, it sure is nice to be out of February. Um, A very long month for a very (laughs) short calendar period. Um, But I'm happy to be in March because... I love spring every year and um, like for all the reasons one would love spring and I cannot wait for that smell of spring air. Um, I think back to when I used to go down to South by Southwest when I actually played touring music. Um, My bandmate Grady and I would just like talk about how much we love that spring air just leaving New York driving down south and it just gets warmer and warmer the farther you drive and playing a gig somewhere in like DC or Virginia or North Carolina and then waking up at the hotel the next morning and stepping outside and it's just like sunny and 55 degrees and just like ah it's the best and it'll happen here too so um I'm looking forward to that the snow has almost entirely melted there's still some dirty like black snow mountaintops that are only about 10 inches tall now out in the sidewalks but in the little backyard it's mostly melted and Oliver and I have actually gone into the backyard a few times to play in the past four or five days which is great um, because he does not like leaving the house anymore which is not good so even just going in the backyard I feel like is a victory um But yeah, we dug the tennis balls out. Our little yard is right up against the parking garage wall. So um, we just throw tennis balls up against the wall um, all the time, which is super fun. And play this little game where like he guesses which hand has a tennis ball behind my back. And I basically always switch the hand and he loves this game. I don't he doesn't tire of it, which is fine with me. And I'm looking forward to the morning where I can comfortably sit outside and have coffee in the morning. Um, so that'll be coming, but anyway, yeah, so raining now, um, actually it looks, no, it's still drizzly. You can still see some drops, but anyway, um, I'm glad it's March and I guess in the coming week or two, there's going to be a whole lot of media about the one year anniversary of going into quarantine and lockdown, et cetera. Um, I noticed on my time hop that yesterday, the 28th was the one year anniversary of going to see my last show, which was Kid Millions at Roulette on Atlantic Avenue, where Kid Millions did his like sort of um, narrative show about getting into a bad car accident and then recovering from it. Um, and I went with uh, my friend Pete, and I remember we went to Someday, the <laughs> then new bar on Atlantic Avenue beforehand, and he was like, how serious is this going to be? And I was like, I think it's going to be super serious, and our, our lives are going to change. And that is unfortunately what happened. But but looks like we're coming out of it in many ways. Um, Julie got her vaccine on Friday, her first shot. 
Both of her parents have gotten their first shots in the last few days. My mom is fully vaccinated, got her second shot a week ago. Um, I am seeing more and more friends get vaccinated via various forms of social media, and I am super excited about that. I am just excited for everyone possible to get vaccinated. I have no idea when I will get vaccinated, um, sometime in the next stage or two, but I don't know, hopefully, like May would be what I'm expecting, just given that the rollout seems to be happening a little quicker than even, even hoped for a month ago. And with the Johnson and Johnson approval, which I'm happy to get, I'm happy to get any vaccine. Um, I don't know. They had said they had said a month or two ago June for most people. I feel like May for me, and if it comes even sooner, great. Um, so, other than that, just been working, and Oliver's been doing school, and that's about it. A um, couple of projects the last couple of weeks. I have started to make Manhattans just because I decided that I've never made a cocktail in my life, and a Manhattan is the easiest cocktail you can make. I've made mixed drinks like vodka sodas and gin and tonics, although not for <laughs> many, many, many years. Um, but so I decided to go buy. I had I found a bottle of rye whiskey in the basement that I think came from the Colbert Green Room years ago, and um, so I brought that up. And I went to Scotto's Wine Cellar around the corner, and I bought vermouth, sweet vermouth, and then um, the our Korean deli next door to um, Scotto's had the bitters, the Augustine bitters. I can't remember how it's pronounced, um, or can't remember exactly what it is. So I made a Manhattan, and the first one was not that great. Um, it turns out I put in too much bitters. My friend Pete said, you, you know, just two shakes. And the next time I made a Manhattan, the second and to now to date. <laughs> only two Manhattans I made. The second one was much better because I only did like two little dashes of bitters. And also I shook it in the ice for 30 full seconds and that made a difference too. So I'm excited to now make Manhattans, which I have no idea when I'll make the next one. Oh, maybe this week. Um, but the other project is I'm starting to now for sure go through my old blank tapes that are unmarked, mostly unmarked. And Half of them are songs taped from the radio in the early, mid, and late 80s. And then half of them are things where, like, I taped whole CDs for listening in the car, or I just taped CDs or records off people or tapes so I could have my own copies. So one tape was, like, mostly all Bob Dylan's Greatest Hits, Volume 1, and then, like, 20 minutes of a radio show out in Q107 in Toronto called The Psychedelic Snack on Sunday Mornings. And it was, they played, like three songs from Before the Flood by Dylan and the band. And then um, it was just fun to hear the DJ talk, and I forgot about these DJs. I can't remember any of the Q107 DJs by name. Q107 was the sort of classic rock AOR station, but from for CFNY, the, the alternative station, I do remember, like Alan Cross, who's kind of a legend in Canadian radio. And um, CFNY, of course, is the station whose logo whose motto, um, the spirit of radio inspired the rush song. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to hear more of that. And then I listened to another tape from the early eighties, which was songs taped off in Cincinnati and, um, songs from the American top 40, as well as just from the local top 40 station Q102. And I mean, it was a lot of Ray Parker Jr. and the Pointer Sisters and, um, it was awesome. So I'm writing down in a dedicated, like, moleskin. Every page is, has, like, is a tape 
and I sort of describe what the tape looks like. A and B, write down the song, artist, and then in the side, if I can figure out when I recorded it, which you can because sometimes a DJ will say something like, Rod Stewart turns 40 today, and then you just have to look up when Rod Stewart's birthday, date of birth is, and then, or they'll, Casey Kasem will say, moving up to number nine this week, born in the USA. And I'm like, ah, well, born in the USA reached its peak at number nine on January 19th, 1985. So I know I taped it then. So all these little tricks, I'm like noting what's on the tape and as much as I can when it was recorded. So that is a fun new project that I probably have 30 or so blank tapes to go through. And then also... Um, we got new, more cassette shelves for the little wall here, so I'm putting more of my cassettes up on the wall, which is great. So that's been the big project, and that will take me from that will take me through the summer probably, and I'm very happy because I love doing things like that, basically organizing my old things, and I get to not only remember things when I remember them when I, you know, I'll, oh yeah, that, I remember taping this song. But also it's discovery. And also I get to use notebooks, so it's kind of the perfect project. Um, and other than that, uh, let's see, what's going on in the neighborhood? A new coffee shop opened across the street, um, across Court Street on Sackett. Um, it's called Nerd Be Cool, and they have one way down Court Street near 9th Street, and I think there's one in Park Slope. They have a terrible logo. It looks like all scratchy painted. I can't stand it. But the interior is super cool. It's very third wave coffee, and um, and the coffee is good. Third wave is the like industry description for what I used to call hipster coffee, which is basically anything that's not a chain, but also it's like you know not the diner, you know, just 1950s counter coffee, which I love too, by the way. But um, third wave coffee, so. In this like walking distance of like two minutes, I have this new Nerd Be Cool. I have D'Amico Coffee, which is actually kind of an old school Brooklyn coffee place, but they have beans and everything. So I would, I think I would call them third wave. And then there's East One, a few blocks south, which I love, but I haven't gone too much lately because I used to love hanging out there, but I don't hang out places anymore. Um, and that's just right around here, you know, up Court Street, there's Marquette Patisserie, which I love. Um, there is a Stump Town. There's Swallow Coffee. There's a new coffee shop actually, like on Court at like um, near Bergen, which is where, right near where the old Blue Marble Ice Cream used to be. Um, so there's coffee everywhere. But anyway, it's good because I love coffee and I, I buy coffee from all these places because I feel guilty and I <laughs> I want to support them all. Um, and other than that, it was my friend Pete's birthday and he. He had a little backyard fire pit thing on Friday night, and it was me and one other guest, our friend Scott, and it was just four people with Pete's wife, Kara, um, hanging out around a fire in the backyard. And it was, as Pete said, he's like, this isn't just like hanging out, you know, it's good for quarantine hanging out. He's like, we're legitimately hanging out because we have masks off, we're six feet apart, and we're outdoors. And it was like, yeah, this is actually hanging out, so it's great. Um masks off because we were eating pizza and um drinking other half beer and it was super fun um our friend scott is fully vaccinated because he's a teacher pete already had one vaccination shot so yeah it's just like more and more it's happening it's all happening as my brother-in-law drew says um 
And that's been the last two weeks. I actually watched two movies. So I guess we can move on to media now. I watched two movies. And as you know, I rarely watch visual stuff because I don't ever have the opportunity to watch it in an ideal situation. But I watched Nomadland, which was absolutely fantastic. Um, kind of crushing. I loved it. Um, beautiful, beautiful movie. I cried at the end. <laughs> um, it's great, and I'm glad that it seems to have won big awards at um, the Golden Globes last night. I fell asleep before the big winners were announced, but I think Nomadland won Best Picture, I think. and I know Chloe Zhao won Best Director. Um, and we watched Flora and Ulysses, which is a new Disney Plus film based on the Kate DiCamillo book, and it, was, it is such a cute movie. Uh, if you have any kids, I highly recommend it. If you don't have kids, I think it's actually good, too. It has Ben Schwartz and Allison Hannigan, and um, it's great. Uh, let's see. Moving on to audio stuff. Going through the albums. Looking at my notebook here. The albums I listened to in the past week. Uh, let's see. Um, an overview on Phenomenal Nature by Cassandra Jenkins. This was made in... Um, the Hudson Valley with my friend Josh Kaufman. Um, speaking of that, I'm wondering if my drums are on it. Um, one of my drum sets is at Josh's studio in Kingston, um, and maybe it's on there. My my old uh, blue Gretsch drums from the 50s Gretsch drums that I bought off Sean Greenhall from Clap Your Hands Say Yeah in like 2006 or seven. Um, so that album is really good. It's really short, um, and I kind of like that it's short, not because I wanted it to be short, but because I like short album statements, confident short album statements. Um, and it's also, in a way, they become easier to wrap your head around. Um, but anyway, it's called An Overview on Phenomenal Nature by Cassandra Jenkins. High recommendation. Um, I listened to Open Door Policy by The Hold Steady, which actually Josh produced that too. Um, and it's pretty good. It's interesting. It's a little toned down from previous Hold Steady stuff. It's like a combination. The vibe is like a combination of Craig Finn's solo stuff um, with with more Hold Steady-ish riff rock. Um, but it's good. I listen to the single I Ran Away by Dinosaur Jr., first single from their next record. It is really great. Um, just, they just keep putting out great, great songs. It's like super catchy. It's almost like toned down a bit. Um, uh, and co-produced by Kurt Vile apparently but great um I listened to the new single by Riley Walker called Rang Dizzy oh my gosh it is like it sounds like 70s pastoral prog um it's uh sounds like kind of Nick Drake but like a little more up-tempo and looping and kind of jammy um and I listened to the Cologne concert uh, by Keith Jarrett, the 1975 legendary jazz album that I'd never listened to more than a few seconds of. He, It's an improv live album in four movements, and it's fantastic. And if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend it. And I would also recommend going to Wikipedia or Googling it and reading the little backstory on the making of the record. Because... There were all these like bad conditions leading up to it, and he didn't even want to do the show, and he was convinced at the last minute, and it's become this legendary album that I think for a while was the most the best-selling jazz live album ever anyway um, I listened to my band Taka Taka's first record we feel safer at night because our my bandmate Gabe texted me yesterday morning and he was like I'm listening to this for the first time in years and I hadn't listened to it in years and I used to not be into it because I really liked the next two records we made much more but um it's a very like well-made nice little thoughtful record and yeah 
a couple of songs I would do away with, or I wish I could do a lot of things differently, or I wish we'd done differently, but the first song, We Feel Safer at Night, is pretty good. Um, my favorite song on the record has always been They Built You Up Too Fast, which Gabe did on his own. <laughs> um, and I've always tried to get us to play it live, and I've succeeded to get us to play it live a couple of times. Um, usually when when Gabe and I have played together since the end of Taka Taka, the very few times we play it, because it, it's it's suitable for like a very small band. So when we play again, which we plan to do, um, we will we will bring that back, which I'm excited about. Um, it's a song about Richard Serra, the sculptor. And let's see, I listened to a new podcast called The Rock on Tours, and it's hosted by these, <laughs> this is like total classic rock nerd stuff, but um, it's, it's hosted by Guy Pratt, the bassist, most notably known for playing with Madonna and Pink Floyd post Roger Waters, and Gary Kemp from the band um, Spandau Ballet. And they just interview their famous rock star friends, and they have about 20 episodes. They started it last summer, and... Nick Mason is the first one from Pink Floyd, which I will definitely listen to. Oh, also Guy Pratt and Gary Kemp are currently in Nick Mason's Nick Mason's band, A Saucer Full of Secrets, where he plays like all 1971 and earlier Pink Floyd stuff. But anyway, I randomly listened to the album or the episode with Roland Orzabal from Tears for Fears, and it's interesting because Gary Kemp and Guy Pratt are kind of like these obnoxious, loudmouth, laughing guys, and um. Um, but not obnoxious in a off-putting way, but they're kind of, you know, life of the party people. And Roland Arzabal, I realized I'd never really heard him speak. He's very quiet and thoughtful and measured, and he goes along with it, but sometimes you can tell that he's, like, ready for them to stop laughing at their own jokes. But um, very interesting stories on how Tears for Fears started and how he met Kurt Smith in Bath and how Roland Arzabal did not have a good relationship with his father, and that led to bonding with Kurt Smith. And they have this life, almost lifelong relationship, but also they can't stand each other personally in many ways. And so they they don't really talk on tour, <laughs> yet they have deep respect for each other and they make all this music together. And he's like, yeah, I love Kurt Smith and he's the biggest person in my life, but they don't really like talking to each other. It's kind of interesting. And if you've ever been in a band or in some sort of like weird artistic relationship with someone you can get it. You understand where he's coming from because sometimes you can have multiple conflicting feelings at the same time. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And he talked, they talk a lot about how they started like sort of minimalist synth, uh, the influence of Peter Gabriel's melt album and the hurting and then songs from the big chair where they went for this huge sound because their producer suggested it and it worked. And then it gave them the confidence to do what they really wanted to do sonically, which was the seeds of love and, yet he kind of regrets putting so many sounds on that album and anyway if you like tears for fears it's pretty great to listen to interesting podcast for mojo magazine type reading rock nerds like me and i guess that's all the audio i listened to turning to books um i started and finished pachinko by min jin lee in the last two weeks it was we had a copy sitting around here and oh my gosh it was just one of the best books i've read in a long time totally character driven it's um just this page turner 470 page book that i read in like a week um so good it follows this like korean immigrant family to japan from like the 19 from 1910 basically all the way up to 1990 and just like all these generations and it's incredible and i learned a lot about like 
racism against Koreans by the Japanese, um, which I knew existed, but to see how it sort of like manifested itself out practically is, was fascinating. And, um, yeah, just a beautiful story, but with these characters, um, highly recommend Pachinko. It seems like a lot of people I know have read it. <laughs> I asked a lot of people, I was like, I'm reading Pachinko and they, Oh, I loved it. So I think a lot of people have read it. So I, I got from the library, um, free food for millionaires, which is Min Jin Lee's previous book. Um, and I started it last night and, um, it's pretty good too. Although it's, it sort of takes place in the nineties and it's modern and it is, it's definitely a, a first book compared to Pachinko. Pachinko was just like sumptuous and glorious and like noble from page one and, um, free food for millionaires is a little bit more of a like modern book and it's kind of a jolt, but it seems like it's good too. Um, and both of them are going to be made into TV shows, I guess. Um, Pachinko for Apple TV and, I think Free Food for Millionaires is Netflix. Not sure, but either way, they're not out yet. But um, I'm glad I will be reading the books first. And um, took another couple of books out of the library, but I will hopefully get to them in this next podcast period, podcast sprint, <laughs> we should call it. Um, and I guess that's it. Um, looks like the rain has stopped. Maybe I will go rain- running right now. Um, so anyway... It is early in the morning here, March 1st, 2021. This has been the Conrad Life Report, episode 60. Um, You know, keep in touch, reach out. Um, Oh, I owe a few people emails that may be listening, so (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm so, sometimes I can't even think about email. Um, But anyway, yeah, reach out, say hello, uh, enjoy the warming weather. Don't get freaked out about all of the anniversary of quarantine and get vaccinated as soon as you can and talk soon.